mama, welcome. Pull up a seat and join me in one of the most difficult conversations that we can possibly have. The loss of our children. United in this very uncomfortable motherhood as we come to understand what it means for our children to be swaddled in the stars when we want so badly for them to be in our arms. We're going to chat about grief, about joy, and about chasing rainbows, and I am honored to walk by your side. Awesome. Hello, Crystal. How are you? Hello. How are you? Good. It's nice to meet you. Nice to finally meet you as well. Oh my gosh. I have been seeing you around the different, um, just the different Facebook pages and groups that I'm a part of that where I've been trying to reach out to women and stuff. And, um, I have been so inspired by your story for a long time, but I am so excited for you to share it here. And I know, especially with it being so close to Maddie's birthday, um, that kind of made this extra special. I didn't realize that when I reached out to you, um, that that specific date was so close. Um, especially since we had to reschedule this, like it was, yeah, it was right in between our, um, recording. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear about her and your journey. And, um, I guess we'll just start off by, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about yourself and about Maddie and, and just how you began, we'll get more into the details later, but I'd love to hear how you began with everything, Crystal. Sure. Um, Maddie, you know, I, we, um, got married. I'm from a Midwestern town. So it's like, you know, you go to high school and you graduate and you go to college and you graduate and then you get married and then you buy a house with a picket fence and a dog and you have kids and then you get old and then you die. Right. That's just kind of how it works. Sounds good. Um, whether that's, it's just kind of ingrained into you. You don't really realize that, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't really, they're not really decisions, but they're not really not decisions kind of thing. Um, so I got married. I like to say I got married at, um, 12 because I've been married for 16 years. (laughs) That makes me 28. There you go. (laughs) Uh, I didn't really. So don't start calling the cops on me, (laughs) but yeah, my, my wedding anniversary is this Friday. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Are you you guys doing anything special? Sorry. I'll chime in. Oh no. Um, well, so we actually 17 years ago we went to Las Vegas and got engaged and then 16 years later on two totally separate trips we ran off to Vegas and got married at a full Catholic mass on the strip in Sin City yeah (laughs) holy cow um so we we try to go to Vegas we we don't do it in May anymore um we do it in like I won't get on a plane until June 1st (laughs) for the most part Um, but this year I don't think it's going to happen just because of COVID and restrictions and this and that. And it's just not the same as we know it to be. So, sure. Sure. So normally, yes, I would say I'm getting on a plane in about, oh my gosh. Um, but this year, no, I, we're going to do something else. We just haven't decided yet. Okay. Well, I'm sure something special nonetheless. Um, and I know I already interrupted you, but I'm going to interrupt my interruption, um, by asking just does faith play a role in both of your stories or one of yours it, you said Catholic mass in the middle of Sin City which is I mean intriguing enough right but how did that happen <laughs> we both grew up Catholic 
Um, we have, you know, we, we went to Catholic mass. My husband's mom played at the piano every Sunday at noon. Um, and we've ebbed and flowed with our faith. I don't sure. want to like, I'm not knocking anything. No, any. Yeah. Just your story for sure. Um, but we've kind of ebbed and flowed with our faith and we've, um, we, we kind of did the whole Catholic thing for grandmas. Yeah. All, all sure. of the grandmas were very, and, and that's what we grew up knowing. Um, we've, we've found faith in a little different definition, I guess, right. after all of this. Yeah. Um, I still very much believe that there's a higher power. Um, oftentimes I call that higher pattern, pattern, um, my Madeline, um, because there's just so many things that if I could control, I would have controlled them. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but to say it fits into a, you know, a box is probably less realistic. Sure. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Thanks for sharing. Is that a valid answer? Yeah. I'll take it. (laughs) Is that PC enough? I was like, how do I say this with that? Like, because I, I am very open about, you know, I love to talk to people of different faiths and different religions and just kind of hear their stories. Yeah. And Um, that's, that's the thing. It's your story. Right. And and I want to say before we continue on, um, I know, and I appreciate the, not the right word. I appreciate the steps with which you are taking in your responses in the sense of like, I know sometimes like podcasts or like when you're speaking on behalf of something, you want to fit kind of whatever standards that person has. I have none, zero standards. Welcome to the show. Like you tell your story. I'm here for it kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm surely I have my own beliefs. I mean, I am Catholic and I have, you know, so I was curious to do with the Sin City thing no offense taken to it though, because that's your story, Crystal. And it's, it's your journey. And I think it's beautiful. Um, sorry about my background noise, but yeah. So no, it's, it's your story. And, and one thing here that I try to share with people. So aside from having the podcast, we have a woman's ministry where we meet on a weekly basis and, um, just come together as mamas. I'm sure we'll talk more about that later, but one thing that, I I make note of constantly is like trigger warnings and stuff are just not a part of what I do. So because your story is your story and it shouldn't come need to come with a label or a sorry or anything. So I do appreciate you sharing and feel free to share as much or as little as you want to without worrying about offending anybody. Cause I mean, if they're, if people are going to be offended, they can maybe check out a different podcast, but, um, yeah. So there's you don't that. need to be hearing what I have to say. If you get offended, right. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> no, good. Because it's, it's, this is real and this is raw. And I mean, there's things that we're not going to like, and there's things that people can maybe say a little more delicately and, you know, we'll come across those in our journeys, but for the most part, like you have, a, you have a story, share it. So thank you. And I'll let you tell us more about yourself too, without me interrupting <laughs> probably for another minute or so anyway. So yeah, we we went to Vegas and had a full Catholic mass on the strip in Sin City, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was just enough, um, you know, ritual and that that I grew up in, and also it was just zany and wacky enough to be pure crystal. 
Yeah. So uh, we actually waited a little while. We had um, some interesting detours in our early marriage years that uh, were a lot of fun. And we've been married about four years and we both kind of caught baby rabies. I like that. I've never heard that. I love it. Oh yeah. Like not just the bug, like full on foaming at the mouth. Yes. Babies kind of thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, and Madeline was, you know, like, is like, okay, let's get, let's, let's have babies. And oh, wow, I'm pregnant kind of thing. Um, and everything was peachy keen jelly bean for up until the very end, for the most part, we made it to oh, 32 wow. weeks and wow. um, everything, you know, went into the doctor's office for all the standard appointments and everything was fine. And, you know, don't worry about anything. And um, finally at 32 weeks, uh, we went in for what I thought was a routine ultrasound. They had told me, you know, oh they had told me nothing differently. And kind of how I was, how it was explained to me was, you know, we don't always get insurance to cover an ultrasound at 32 weeks, but you're not gaining the weight that you yeah. should be, but you're also a relatively big girl. So we're not concerned about it, but if we can get insurance to pay for it, why not? right? Sure. Um, so I went in and was like, oh, I get to see my, my little one again. And at that time, we didn't know, we didn't want to know boy or girl, we, oh, wow. everything was going to be a surprise. And a little did I know I was going to get a little bit bigger of a surprise. Sure. Um, you know, I, I went in and luckily my husband was with me. He made it to, I think all of the appointments. Wow. And, um, you know, Things were kind of quiet and moving around slow. And then I heard the words that no parent should ever have to hear. Something's not right. I'm going to go get the doctor. Oh my gosh. Um, and we were able to go another two weeks. Um, and at about 36 weeks, Madeline was born via emergency C-section. Oh, wow it was very much like every couple days I'd go in and they'd have you know we'd do an appointment and we'd see where she was and they'd be like okay come back in two more days yeah and then it was just like okay go to the hospital tomorrow wow so when you had that ultrasound it wasn't even like that was official it was just like hey red flag right well so um it was official in a lot of ways but not really they basically said we can tell that your baby, you know, at this time we, we didn't, we still didn't want to know. Sure. It wasn't until after we got the whole prognosis and everything we're like, you know, we want to call her by her name. We like, this is our baby. Since we don't get the next 18 years, can we at least have the next 18 minutes kind of thing? Um, but we, they basically told us that Madeline's head was um, much larger than it should have been. And they, I think they knew that her, her brain hadn't fully formed. Okay. And because her head was so large, because the 
brain fluid, what, I don't know the exact sure. terms anymore. I, you know, when it was happening, I could have given you like super medical. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure. But it, it doesn't matter. No, anymore. not at all. Um, so we knew that she wasn't going to be happy and healthy like a normal baby would. Okay. We didn't know if that meant stillborn. We didn't know if that meant she would, you know, die in the hospital or she'd get to come home with us. Okay. We just knew that happy and healthy wasn't the outcome. Sure. I just didn't, I guess I was curious about the like hope factor in there, but it sounds like, you know, it, I mean, a little bit, I guess, if you didn't know if she could come home or, you know, where it was headed, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there, of course there was hope. There was, okay. well, they didn't catch it to 30 then until we got to 32 weeks and all of my research says they should have caught it at 12 weeks. Sure. So yeah. maybe it's just a flu, you know, like all of those things. Um, so there was definitely hope. I mm-hmm. think it was probably misplaced, Okay. but I needed it. Yeah. Of course. You know, I think, I think we all do. Um, and so, yeah, at 32 weeks or 35, almost 36 weeks, we went in and um, because of the size of her head, we had to have a, a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was born cooing and giggling and wow. all those things. Yeah, she, um, obviously, I'm a little biased. She's the most precious baby that ever lived and will mm-hmm. ever live. Mm-hmm. Um, she lived for eight hours and then she died in my arms while we were still in the hospital. Wow. So, um, yeah. And we did, she had a full Catholic mass. Um, we, we did have her cremated. She lives on our nightstand. Okay. I say goodnight to her every night. Wow. Um, and when we travel, she either comes with us when we drive or um, she goes to grandma's house because we joke that she's on the do not fly list because she lives in a lead box. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, I, I mean, and last week she would be 12 and 12 year olds are not allowed to stay home alone for weeks at a time or days at a time, you know? Yeah. So she goes to grandma's house or she comes with us and, yeah. um, you know, that's just kind of how, how we've made lemonade. Yeah we've kind of processed things wow I love that I love that and grandma's okay and understanding I know that's not everyone's story right that the parents like really fully understand or like engage um you know in the the memories or the celebrations or the you know processing but it sounds like your parents are on board um I unfortunately or fortunately our families have had quite a bit of loss in their life um and so whether or not accept is the right word they definitely tolerate okay and they don't push back okay that's awesome yeah and I mean you know like we'll go and pick her up from grandma's house on our way back from the airport or whatever and grandma will say oh you know we play piano together and we watch tv you know just kind of and and you know I I've we have some dark humor around it and you know and and all the research I've found is dark humor is normal and dark humor helps you process and that's okay. You know, but that I, 
I think it, I think it is good. And I think it is healthy. I don't know if I was ready for it at the beginning. I don't, not that I wasn't ready for it, but I just, I hadn't slipped into my, my living yet. When my husband said to us, me right away, like, well, you know, um, Casey was our first child. And so he said, well, if our job, um, again, where we do um, celebrate the Catholic faith, he said, you know, if our, if our job as Catholics is to get our children to heaven, well, then we're doing pretty good so far, you know? And, and I remember thinking, yeah, Hey, like that's, that's right. That's it. You know? And some people might be like, Oh, (laughs) but like, that's what we live with and that's our reality. So I do, I do appreciate the and I, I tease all the time, like who wouldn't want to be a mom like me? Yeah. I mean, like I get, I get celebrated on mother's day and I get presents mm. and you know, all the things, but I've never changed a poopy diaper. Yeah. <laughs> I go to bed when I want and I get up when I want, you yeah. know, like I get all the sleep I want. Yeah. There you go. Um, and of course, right. if I could have it a different way, I oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, Crystal. I'm sure. Um, but those are my, I guess, so, you know, lemonade out of lemons and silver lining. Sure. And I think those are kind of what that, that snarky, dark off color humor is what has kind of helped me get through a lot of the hard times. Yeah. I love that. One question I want to ask before we jump into more of like, you know, this is kind of the who you are part and we'll jump into the what you do part, which I'm also curious to learn more about as well as the listeners. Um, I don't think I shared this with you when I, before I hit record, but um, we have a Patreon subscriber list. And so the, what you do part's actually going to be over on there. Um, So we are going to say goodbye to our listeners in a few minutes and whoever's interested can head over to the Patreon to hear more about your story. Um, But before that, I want to know within this, who you are and, and Madeline's story and everything um, you didn't go on to have more children. Um, you said Maddie would be 12. And if this is too personal, I, I'm, I just kind of like jump in all, all the way in. So feel free not to answer any question I ask ever. Um, I can, like I said, come across as maybe offensive or too in people's business, but, um, is, is that, was that a personal choice because of your loss or yes and no. Sure. Um, so I'm a child of the seventies and eighties and and you know you just try hard enough and you get whatever you want kind of thing um so I'll try to make this long story really short as as short as I can yeah um so after Madeline passed you know we knew she wasn't going to survive and and um and so you know I I was told we'll do an autopsy and maybe that was formed as a question maybe I I don't know but kind of my mind says, we're doing this autopsy. Sure. And we found out that Madeline had a, a genetic issue. And they said, well, genetic issues happen for one of two reasons. One, they just happen, they're flukes and it sucks, but yeah, you know, it doesn't really affect anything moving forward. Or one of her parents could also have this genetic issue and pass it on to them. Oh, okay. And so we said, okay, well, we, we, we don't want to know who, but we need to know it, was it a fluke or was it a genetic issue? Yeah. And they said, it's a genetic issue. Okay. And so our recommendation is to, um, you know, kind of based on they, we got all the specifics. We just didn't know if it was mom or dad. Um, 
and that was that was a choice between my husband and I. We felt like we didn't want there to be resentment or absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we knew that we were in this together, and it didn't matter who who had the issue or what or whatever. Sure. Um, so they said, you know, there is a genetic issue, and here's what it is. And you know, back in the day, I could have told you all the probably could have drawn you pictures and all that stuff um and so basically if you were to try to have children again naturally you could get for every hundred times you got pregnant 99 of those would end up poorly wow okay and honestly I thought two things one how long would it take me to get pregnant a hundred times yeah and two like I couldn't do that to myself I couldn't do that to the people around me um I just I I wasn't up for that battle yeah and so we we got science involved and we did uh three rounds of IVF in four states over five years and none of them came out the way we had hoped. We'd really yeah. hoped to be able to bring Madeline siblings. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a grief and a loss in and of itself. Sure. And we just kind of said, okay, we need to take a break. Because we went straight from, basically, we went from Madeline's funeral to the infertility clinic. It was pretty much that because, okay, well, the universe doesn't get to tell me what I can and can't do. I'm going to prove them wrong. And we really kind of said, okay, we need to take a step back and we need to kind of process and heal. And then we can make some more decisions. And I, we continued to see a therapist. My husband was gracious enough to follow me along. Um, And we just kept not making steps towards building our family in other ways. Yeah. Um, And that being said, I know so many amazing people that have gone through surrogacy and adoption and, and egg donors and sperm, like those are, I commend those are saints on earth people that can do those things. I felt like I had so much baggage that I wasn't ready to make a child have to carry that with me. Of course. Um, So when people say, oh, well, have you thought about adoption? Are you kidding me? Of course. (laughs) That's the first thing I thought about. And it's not just step one, step two, step three. It's not that easy. No, it's not. Um, and so, you know, we, we talked and thought and prayed and did all the things. And, and finally we realized, look, we're by not making a decision, we're making our decision. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and there are other ways to bring legacy and joy and and good humor to the world than 
just quote quote sure. just um, bringing children into the world. Absolutely, and Chris, I I really appreciate you sharing that. I know that that's kind of a um, you know out there question that maybe you don't get necessarily all the time, and I appreciate you sharing that. I know that's very personal. Um, now I have more fun background noise. Be my cat. Um, before we head over to Patreon, the one thing that you shared in our conversation was just how you get to experience motherhood still, you know, with Maddie and within your lived experience. And so what encouragement or what, um, I don't know if challenge is the right word, what would you have to offer the mamas listening um, as a way for them to celebrate their motherhood with joy? There is a quote that I wish I, I always think I have it memorized and then I screw it up somehow. Um, but it's basically the quote is, and I couldn't, well, I heard it in a rap song by Macklemore yeah. and I loved it. There you go. Um, I then went to research it and it, it might be a Banksy quote. It might be like, I don't really know who said it first, Sure. Um, but the quote is basically every person dies twice. Mm. The first time they die is when you bury them in the grave. And the second time is the last time someone mentions their name. Wow. Wow. And we have no control over the first time they die. You know, we, if we did, no one would ever die. Absolutely. And yet I have complete control over the last time they die. And so I have no problem talking about Madeline. I firmly believe that she is the co-founder of Sharing Solace. We can talk about that later. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear more about Sharing Solace. I like, I talk to her all the time. People I'm sure think I'm crazy. I'm constantly trying to make her proud, just like I would any other child I had here on earth. I just say when I'm, when I'm talking to Madeline, I look up instead of down like you would to a normal 12 year old. Um, And so in a lot of ways, I'm still trying to mother her and I'm still trying to be the best version of myself. I want to make her proud. I want to make her, you know, I want to set a good example for her. Yeah. It just looks a little different. Yeah, that's incredible, Crystal. I love that. And that is so affirming again to everything we've talked about on this podcast. For those who have been listening, it is so important to just be our best, like you would, like you said, for a living child. You want to be that example. You want to be that person that they aspire to be, the one that they point out in a crowd, hey, that's my mama, you know? And I think in a very beautiful way, our children in heaven do that as well. Crystal, thank you so much for telling us about yourself. Um, you, you, gave a little bit into what we're going to talk about next. So those of you who are going to head over to Patreon, we are so excited to have you. We're going to hear more about Crystal's ministry as well as the book she wrote and maybe other little happenings that she's done along the way. So if you want to head over to Patreon, I will include the link below and you can follow us over there. Crystal, I will meet you over there. Sounds good.